one of my favorite quotes, it's hard to read the label when you're standing inside the bottle. I feel like um, I'm in the bottle on this a little bit because I do believe one of my giftings is team building. Have you ever wondered how to turn a book into a business? If you have, then this episode will be great because we sit down with Caleb Brakey, who has built an innovative publishing company over the last few years. I've gotten to work with him on that process and really see how he helps people that have a book inside of them actually get that book out. So in this episode, we talk about that. What do you do when you have a book inside of you and you want to get it out? And how can you leverage that book to turn that book into an actual business? I think you'll enjoy this conversation with Caleb Brakey, founder of Speak It Book. Welcome to the Small Business Storytellers, the podcast designed for business owners, marketers, and entrepreneurs wanting to make an impact through the work that they do. I'm your host, Seth Silvers, and my passion is building brands that last by marketing with stories. On this podcast, we share stories with you of people who are growing their businesses the right way, and we teach you how to grow what you're doing through storytelling and authentic marketing. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to the Small Business Storytellers. This episode is special because I'm sitting down with one of my dearest friends, Caleb Brakey. How are you doing today, Caleb? Doing wonderful. Thanks for having me. Stoked to talk some business, and uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully, you and I can provide a couple of knowledge bombs uh, here and there. Yeah, absolutely. So, Caleb and I have known each other for I don't know three or four years. Uh, we actually met in the early days of both of our businesses. I think through Upwork, through like a freelancing website. And I started doing some work uh, for Caleb. He was contracting work out to Story On. And over the last few years, just as our professional friendship has kind of varied in what and how we've been working together, uh, we've just realized like, man, we have a lot of the same values. And uh, him and his wife have become some of our closest friends. So mm-hmm. uh, this is a gift not only for our guests, but also for me. So um, go ahead and give us just a little bit of context for who you are. Tell us a little bit about your life and uh, what it looks like. Awesome. So I'm Caleb Brakey. I um, writer at heart, marketer by need uh, has been my professional path. I was a journalist, uh, felt called out of that, wanted to do more with the pen. And that started a path of um, getting into publishing. And after about seven years, broke into nonfiction publishing. Uh, did okay there. Uh, my wife is a writer as, as well, so we both wrote. Uh, once I figured out that writing well wasn't enough, I got into marketing. And so I did marketing for about four years. And then this idea hit my head that there's very few writers who know how to market. There's very few marketers who really know how to write. And so I was like, what would happen if I combine these two? And that started my first company, Sermon to Book, where we help pastors turn their sermons into books. And that quickly uh, created uh, another company called Speak It to Book. Coming from a journalistic background, I love getting people's ideas out of their brains and onto paper. And so we were either helping pastors turn sermons into books or businessmen and experts um, turn their ideas into books. And uh, once the book was done, then the question became, well, how do we market? How do we brand? How do we sell something high ticket? And that's really where the creativity really went into overdrive and really had to build someone's platform. Because I've always wanted to believe that great ideas can get out there. Before I was kind of like, well, hopefully I'll go viral or hopefully something good's going to happen. I wanted to 
I, I knew it was possible theoretically, but I wanted to architect great people into great platforms, you know, get those great ideas and actually get them known by a lot of people. And so that's what my two companies really focus on. That's awesome. And um, you mentioned it a little bit, but like, talk to me about uh, kind of just the story of when we'll say sermon a book, because sermon a book is kind of, it's for context for the listeners, the overarching company is speak it to book. And then there's kind of a sermon to book branch and then a branch for um, more influencers and business owners, which we'll get into. But how did you actually start the business? Because there's always this moment where something switches in the brain of an entrepreneur where you're like, okay, now is the time. I need to do yeah. this now. So tell us about that. Well, it was actually around when I hit rock bottom. <laughs> it was when um, I had gone about as far as I could in writing and publishing. You know, I had broken down the walls in a traditional publishing, got paid the advance, marketed. Um, use my life savings to really get out there. I figured, hey, if I've come this far, I'm going to push as hard as I can. And so after my first books didn't do well, didn't do well enough, you know, 15,000 copies, which was okay at the time, but it wasn't enough. Uh, desperation hit. And uh, my one of my friends and mentors says, desperation breeds inspiration. And so I, I realized, well, I don't want to keep writing if I can't get in front of people. And so I, I had started learning internet marketing. And within a few months of that path starting, um, I got the idea for Sermon to Book. And I was like, well, I really need to try out this internet marketing stuff because I can learn all day, but I actually need to take action. And so I was sitting there with coffee day with my wife. And I was like, I wonder if Sermon to Book is available. And I went to a, you know, a domain registration site, bought it, and that began the journey. And I knew I wanted to first connect with my audience. And the very first thing I did was I wrote a book for pastors to connect with them. So I'm like, they don't know Caleb Brakey from Adam. Like, like, why would they ever listen to me or uh, help me, you know, or let me turn their sermons into books? And so I wrote a book taking all the best that I'd ever gathered from book writing, copywriting, everything. And I put it into a book called Sermon Crunch. And the idea was pastors spend all this time preparing and prepping for their sermons, organizing, researching. But how do you organize it all in a, in a powerful way? And so I took all the copywriting expertise that I had and I wrote this book called Sermon Crunch that went into seven steps of really how to organize a sermon. Snatch our attention, simplify the point, uh, show us why it's important to our lives, give us proof, articulate the questions we have in our hearts, uh, show us how to do it, and inspire us to keep reading. And so that's, um, that's what I did. I wrote that book over the next several months and did you know launch campaigns, built email lists, and was just feeling my way through what internet marketing really meant, what producing value, and then finding those people you need to give it to, what it looked like. And now, so that book was the start of it all, which I love. I love that you started off by giving value to your audience rather than just going and saying, hey, give me some money and stuff. You really started off by taking everything you could and giving them the most value um, that you could. And even still to this day, that book is producing a lot of results for you. Uh, that book has kind of been top of the funnel in a lot of ways uh, for you. So talk to us now how looking back, like, uh, is there, is there a revenue number that you could say like, man, this, this book that, you know, has sold however many copies, which would be mm -hmm. insignificant to the actual amount of revenue that it's produced. <laughs> Talk to us about like how much has came out of that one decision that you made to just give as much value that you sure. as you could to your audience. I mean, the book itself over the past 
five years has probably generated $5,000 maybe. Uh, it hasn't sold a ton of copies because I gave a lot of copies away or in exchange for an email address. So the book itself, it's being read by a lot of people, but in terms of the revenue it's created, not a ton, especially the time and effort I put into it. But it's, being, revenue, read by, it's being read by the right people. It, but it's being read by the right people. And that was that's really the transition. Is that book you could say was at the front end of now something that's generated probably close to 1.5 million in, in my life and through business. So Sermon Crunch was the start of it all. And, uh, you know, even in the next two weeks, we're about to launch another funnel. Guess what's a part of that funnel? Sermon Crunch and all the offshoots we did with that. Sermon Crunch workbook, Sermon Crunch template guide, audiobook. It's still very much a part of um, what we do in our funnels because a book or valuable content is really allowing you to um, wear something that says, hey, this is what I do. And then a bunch of people, everyone who can see you, they're raising their hand like, oh my goodness, I need that. And so Sermon Crunch got pastors, the people I wanted to serve, to raise their hand. And then it gave me permission to start talking with them. If you have that, if you have an ability to start relationships with the people that you really can serve, I mean, that's where it all starts. That's where business all starts. Yeah, which is amazing. So uh, give people a good understanding of like actually what you're doing for your clients, because I know your process so well that I sometimes forget, like, <laughs> I mean, it really is an incredible process and service. So, um, are you guys just writing books for people or are you just editing books and getting them published? Like, how are you actually doing something different in the publishing industry? Sure. So <laughs> we wanted to make something that didn't require people to become masters of something. So kind of that, that a concept of mastery, you have to do some for 10,000 hours to really become a master at it. So you have a lot of people who can write, who think because they can, they should. In my own coach and mentor, it says that's like the kicker playing quarterback or the quarterback playing kicker. It's just not a good idea. So we wanted to create a process that was uh, a mixture of done for you and done with you, where we could come alongside people's great ideas, but they don't have the the time to invest like thousand hours to write a book. It's just, there's no way they're fitting that in, but they have all the ideas, they have all of the knowledge. And so sermon to book would surround say pastor's sermons and be like, Hey, this is a lot of blood, sweat, tears, and time invested that's sitting on a, on a shelf right now, collecting digital dust. It's doing nothing. Um, we can work with that. Any writer who has great content, it doesn't matter if it was for academic crowd or, um, or, or for the, the, the lay person, like it doesn't matter if there's great content, a good writer is going to be able to repackage that into a book. And so with Sermon to Book, we really did that around pastor sermons, you know, send us uh, 10 sermons or 10 hours worth of audio. And that's what we're going to work uh, to build into a, a book. And um, going, you know, building up from that, we might ask, hey, what? Um, what is your community dealing with right now? Like what would be a wonderful book to reach your community with? And so now like taking it a step further, we'll actually help pastors, you know, guide them on shooting a video that invites their community to church. And it might be around a specific topic based on their book. So they'll be like, Hey, are you dealing with relational troubles right now? And guess what? Like, uh, come, come join us at, you know, um, you know, 
Freedom Church, Freedom and Grace Church uh, on Sunday. And not only are we going through the sermon series, but we have a book at the door like ready for you so that, you know, even if you can't stay for the whole thing or uh, you want some, you know, you're, you, you don't really don't know how you feel about God, but you want something that you can dive into. Like we have it at the door. It's an awesome book. Show it to them. And so now you're inviting people to church. You're giving them something of value. You're kind of showing that the church isn't just, you know, this, um, uh, handout Bible tracks culture. Like we actually put some time into it and thought about you and your problems. Um, and so we're, we're even moving into helping churches doing that, running internet marketing for them. That's more of the done for you because we don't expect churches to know how to do internet marketing. And so we do that. And uh, we even take it levels above that where we'll help pastors or business leaders do webinars. And um, also we'll fly them out to our offices, shoot all their videos so that it's very uniform, help them brand themselves. So we offer a whole lot, but it all starts with a book. That's awesome. And then on the business side, on the speak it to book side, let's, let's dive into that a little bit because I mean, I, we both grew up in faith-based communities. And so we know that pastors um, don't have a lot of time, you know, especially well, big and large churches, but I feel like just pastors are, it's one of the occupations that I feel like has the most pressure on it as far as, and I, I, I would say maybe the most expectations for where your time should be spent. So I feel like pastors don't have a ton of time to write. And you know, from your experience that, you know, you usually takes a thousand hours, which is half of what you work in a year. And right. so most pastors don't have that time, but they're sitting here and every single week, they're producing amazing content. And then most are just never doing anything with it again. They might publish it to a podcast, but they're never doing anything with it again. Right. So I love that you create a process to say, okay, let's take the content that you've already produced and let's walk it through our extensive editorial process, which we could talk about for a whole nother conversation. Oh, yes. Um, is the amazing editorial process that you've built. So it's, it's really evident. Okay. Pastors don't have time to write a book. You take their content, turn it into an amazing book. What about the business side of speak it to book and who's your audience there? And are you taking them through the same process? Because business owners don't necessarily, they're not sitting on the same amount of content as pastors are. Totally. So speak it to book what we've found and, and we launched it out of a need. People were saying, well, do you only do this for pastors? And it was like, well, no, actually like we can do this for anyone. We can draw the content out of you. And so what we found was a lot of experts were coming to us, people who had knowledge, insight. Uh, I remember you put it once, Seth, like someone who could list out like 10 things that they want to go over. And it's, it's right there in their brain. If you're in a coffee shop, they could tell you right off the bat. And so Speak It to Book really serves experts who have all this knowledge in their brain that say they were to um, pass away tomorrow. Like that's going nowhere. No one knows about it. No one, you know, uh, can dive into it from there. So what we help is we extract that from them like diamonds, right? And then we start to shape it kind of like the sermon to book side, except for we're starting with interviews. We're starting with extraction. And uh, once we have that, then we start to help shape them into, okay, now how, how is your book going to uh, dive into your expertise even more? So if your book is the announcement of what you do and do really well, um, where are we taking people from there? So an expert, we tend to tell them that their book is not about selling copies of the book. The book doesn't have to sell copies. It has to sell them. So if that book title says something like, like um, take your small business from 500,000 to a million, 
Well, someone whose business is doing about 500,000, they're going to buy that every time, right? They're gonna be like, wow, this is the person who's going to get me to the very next uh, step that I wanted and needed. Well, in that book, not only do you want to set yourself up as the expert, but you want to create a path where you can work with this person in a more high ticket sort of way. And so our speaking to book clients are usually someone who've had that expertise in their mind can be turned into a book with usually, you know, 10 chapters or so. And then from there, uh, we, um, you know, we, we take it to some sort of a high ticket offer. Most people the book is an announcement of what you do best and people will read it. But usually that person is looking to work one-on-one with you. And so a lot of our speaking to book clients, the book is at the front end, but then coaching is at the back end. So almost every funnel we create for a business leader and expert is schedule a call with me. And their book is helping people no matter where they're at. But there's a few people who say, listen, the book was great. I want to work with you personally. And that's what we help our uh, experts slash businessmen and women do. That's awesome. So it, have you seen it work? Like you've initially kind of been helping uh, people to go from where they know they have an idea, they know they have a book inside of them, um, but really don't know how to get it out and really don't know how to build kind of that platform for their business or for whatever they're wanting to accomplish. How have you actually seen this thing work with some of your clients? Well, I would start just with the example I just used with Sermon Crunch. That's what the model is in and of itself. Um, We're seeing this right now with one of our clients, Elizabeth Cook. Um, She's doing everything right. She wrote a book on her expertise and the funnel that we're building for her right now. It's kind of, it's happening right now. So while her book is being finished, she basically said, hey, what can I do right now to help me prepare for the next step? And so what Elizabeth is doing right now is she's doing a beta group of coaching clients. She actually met with a group of women who wanted to, uh, who wanted her help, right? Who wanted, Hey, like you're an amazing, uh, not only an amazing mom of, you know, six kids and you do, um, you know, you, you have a six figure type of income that you're doing. You do it all basically, right? Like we just want a little bit of that. So coach us. So she was already doing this. And so I said, well, Elizabeth, run people through a beta program. Say, this is what the program looks like. This is the results that you aim to get each one uh, person who does it and give it away for free. And when they ask you, why are you doing this for free? Say, well, I plan to charge for this course one day, but I got to get some kinks out and I'd love to help you be this kind of first group. And so she's actually taking a group through her coaching right now. And the funnel that we're building for her is to help more people who don't know her um, from anywhere, kind of cold traffic, get to know her, you know, help build out her email autoresponders, all that. But everything's going to lead to, hey, schedule a call with me and we'll see if this program is right for you. That's awesome. Yeah, I've in, in my work with you, I've seen it happen too. seen it really make a huge impact with some of your clients. Um, I could go way deeper into like your business model and how it's unique and stuff. But what I will say is just uh, for the listeners that have thought about writing a book, but haven't felt like they've had the time, just get in touch with Caleb and his team and they'll help you make that happen. What I'd love to dive into more is just some of the challenges because most of the listeners are people that are either aspiring entrepreneurs or business owners, or they're, you know, they're in the roles where they're actually responsible for building the business, whether they're a marketer or an actual CEO, 
And so what have been some of the biggest challenges in the last four years? Because I've kind of walked through some of those ups and downs with you. So what have those some of those been? Sure. So when you choose an industry like ours, which is the service industry, we are a service. It, it, it requires a ton of people power, uh, manpower, women power. It requires a lot of touch by a team. A lot of people are going to be touching this project. So there's a lot of human element to it. This is not selling software as a service, but it's going to be highly rewarding because you've truly put yourself into like a, a blue ocean. Uh, there are very few companies who have built the infrastructure that we have. Um, on Sermon to Book side, uh, I can hardly count any competitors uh, because they haven't built what we've built. They're not ready for that. They can't offer those same services. Uh, on the Speak It to Book side, there's a few competitors, but we differentiate ourselves uh, in other ways, like our marketing. And so our challenges mostly have been finding the right people in the right spots where it requires a lot of actual person labor, service labor to happen after the sale is made. It's not just, hey, they give me a credit card, I send them a digital product. It is not that easy. And so it requires a lot longer to put into place, but I would say it also puts you into more of a recession type proof business or not even recession, but maybe just competitive proof. Like it's going to take a lot of work for any competitor to come in and try and box with you because they didn't just buy your product, reverse engineer it, and then offer their own. You know, it's, it's a lot more to it than that. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I want to ask too, cause I know that you're sitting in your home office in your beautiful home in Bellingham, Washington, that I've been to several times. Um, but you're, you don't have a centralized office. So what has building a team looked like? Because you have a pretty amazing team that's spread out all over the place. And so has the side of like building a team for a service-based industry that's so focused on like loyalty and treating the customers right, like how have you built a decentralized team and what have been the challenges that have came with that? Oh, man, such a good question. Um, part of this, I feel like I'm one of my favorite quotes. It's hard to read the label when you're standing inside the bottle. I feel like um, I'm in the bottle on this a little bit because I do believe one of my giftings is team building, finding people, um, catching that vision and working toward a common goal. So it didn't feel like a challenge at the time necessarily, but it was a huge, huge challenge. Um, and I learned a lot of things along the way. I have hired people for the wrong positions. I have uh, been uh, uh, slow to fire um, people who maybe needed to go. Um, there's things I've had to learn along the way. But that said, one thing that's amazed me over the years are how many incredible people are out there ready to join your team. Um, if you do good work for the right reasons, there's a lot of people who are ready to buy in. Um, money is great. Careers are great. Um, there's things that people have to do. Take care of the bills. Like no doubt about it. All those things are must. But there, don't ever neglect the fact that people do want to work for a purpose and continue to draw that purpose. I mean, people know 
uh, on our team, like we are working to accomplish something that's never been done. We want to be the the company that is um, really amplifying church's impact or pastor's impacts 70-fold, 700-fold. And on the Speak It to Book side, we want to actually help people create careers by amplifying their expertise to the people who need it most. There's very few, it's almost like a business in a box, but based on one person, a personality and their expertise. So they're not buying a business, they're creating it from themselves. That's a pretty cool thing to offer and can be very impactful in the world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How, so with that, a lot of, a lot of your clients, um, a lot of the books that you've had the opportunity to work on have been fairly, I guess the content has been fairly focused around like a influencer or a individual sharing their perspective on something. And so I wouldn't say it's been focused on one individual, but a lot of people feel a discomfort with like how technology has evolved to where they're like, I don't want to put myself out there or, you know, I don't want to be the face of a company or I don't want to be, you know, have my face on a book or whatever. Like, can't I just hide in the background? Like, what do you say to those people that have aspirations to build a business and to make an impact by doing that, but they don't necessarily want to just be like throwing their face out there partially because they've seen so many people do that in really an authentic way. But yeah, how do you respond to people that kind of have some of those concerns? A few things come to mind. Um, Number one, you have to set up your business how you want it. Um, you, if, if, if doing the work is hurting you inside, if it's causing you to bleed in any way, you will die out. You, 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 you'll stop after two years. You'll, you know, um, a lot of people ask me, well, do I have to travel? Do I have to do this to influence people? I'm like, no, like you have to set it up how you, how you, like, keeps it healthy for you. Me, like I had to cut out a lot of travel. I had to find a way to continue to grow the business where I wasn't at conferences all the time. Um, now we're doing that like through webinars and, um, you know, hey, record it once. There's a lot of work that goes into it by scripting it, recording it, all that stuff. I don't have to travel. Um, when it comes to your face, um, there's this kind of fine line I like, I consider myself as someone who I really haven't leaned into being the face of our company all the time. Like, I don't think people would recognize sermon to book, speak to books. Oh yeah, that's Caleb Brakey. I mean, it, to an extent maybe, but I haven't made myself that guy. Maybe I will one day, but that's not something that I've really into. So it's possible. But at the same time, you have to know that people do want to connect with you and you may be hurting yourself, especially at the beginning by not being out there because people are looking for connection before they do business with somebody. And it took me five years before I almost had zero client interaction. Um, almost everyone was doing business with me and now they're, they're going through a process of sales team. In fact, I'm now doing a book for a neighbor. I haven't, outside of meeting him for those initial uh, talks, I, I, I had to make it clear, you know, like these are the boundaries I've had to set up to stay healthy. And so even though we're neighbors, we're, he's going through the process just like someone in Florida or, or Maine would, uh, as opposed to Washington. So it's very nuanced um, what's being asked here, but you can set up a business that, that gives you life. I am, even though I'm very much alive here and excited, I'm an introvert. I, I can't 
um, talk all day without being absolutely exhausted at the end of the day. And I don't really feel good when I'm exhausted at the end of the day. I do on some days, but I'd rather be exhausted by creative output, by writing something new or creating something. So that's what I, the way I want to set it up. So right. it's very nuanced, Seth, but um, there's definitely hope for those who are more, hey, I want to be in the background. And there's definitely hope for those who want to be at the, the, the foreground. And really, when it comes to that, just be authentic, be real and be interesting, not boring. Yeah, which is so good. And I don't think, I, I think a lot of the reason that people are hesitant to write a book or start a podcast or put themselves out there is because we've seen so many people do it inauthentically. And so we're like, Oh my gosh, I don't want people to think that I'm just like trying to be this narcissistic, like self-centered business prick. Um, cause everybody's not like that, but I think that we've right. seen enough people that just seem, it just doesn't feel right when you're seeing it. And I think, uh, it, that's a lot of the same advice that we give people is like, Great. You're thinking about marketing with stories. You're thinking about a podcast or YouTube or a blog or something. It's like, what, what do you love? And let's invest a ton into that because just getting into that um, realm of content where you feel like you're communicating authentically is like where it's going to make the most impact. Exactly. Tell us why, like, why are you doing this? Is there some, excuse me, is there some lofty future goals or, uh, What's like the motivating factor behind why you and Brittany are wanting to build these companies? You know, it's, it's interesting. At, at first, it was, uh, I want to put my, my talents to use. I see I can market and I can write. Where, what's next? As the team grew, um, well, as the vision grew, it was like, wow, I could do this for a lot of people. I could, like, sermons or ideas that are in someone's heads, like they can actually do so much more work in the world. Wow, that's exciting. Like we can actually impact lives. I've got a, a bookshelf over there with all the books that have impacted my lives the most. Our books could end up on people's change my life bookshelf. Like that's amazing to think about. Um, they wouldn't have gotten to do a book without our help. We're a ghostwriting agency. A lot of people try to write their book. Like one of our clients, John Hawkins, tried to write 30 books before he came to us we finally got one of his out into the world and he's done amazing things with it. Um, as the team grew, my heartbeat has been for my team. Like I, I see now it's not just me. It's a collective group of people who have caught a vision. And not only do I want to continue changing our author's lives, but I want to continue to change our team's lives because I see that our team has become its own living organism. And it's, and it's amazing to see like a culture that's been created. I'm like, I don't want this to ever end. And I want it to grow. I want other people to be a part of this. So motivations change along the way. Um, right now, I, I have to admit, I, I love just seeing my team grow, investing into it. And personally, um, now that I have a team, I have more time to create and dream for the business. So I just like to think about what my clients don't even know what they're going to face. The problems they're going to face, I'm working on it a year before they even know about it. All of it excites me. I wish I could just bottle it up and give an answer, but the truth is all of it excites me. I love that. I have to ask, have you worn the suit that I made you buy (laughs) since (laughs) since that meeting we went into? I think... I think I wore the pants once. <laughs> okay. I just, I just had the thought. And for the listeners, uh, Caleb and I, we flew down to Atlanta for a business meeting. And uh, 
we were put, I put together this big proposal between Caleb's company and another, and a, another company. And, um, it was, I mean, it was, it was a six figure deal. It was mm-hmm. about, you know, probably between if, if it would have gone through and obviously saying if means it didn't go through, um, <laughs> do things out of our control, but if it would have gone through, it would have been, you know, your company putting in about six figures and, the, your company probably getting back to three, four hundred thousand dollars a year from it. So it was significant. And Caleb is not a man who wears suits. And no. so I uh, we were going into this meeting you know, about a week before I was talking to him. I said, Caleb, you need to buy a suit. <laughs> I'm not going into that meeting without you unless you're wearing a suit. <laughs> so. You know, what can I say? I... I love to be, my wife and I value authenticity so much. And so it feels so weird to get dressed up for a big meeting when I would never wear a suit for any other occasion. And that's because you live in Washington. And if that's the very meeting true. was in Venice, California, yeah, that's we would right. not have been wearing suits, but we were not there. So, I mean, there's just so many fun memories that we've had together. And I really appreciate you taking the time to just share some of your story and expertise kind of leaving this interview, what would your advice or kind of what would your charge be to the listeners who are excited to build something that matters? It's really the same advice that I got as a writer. Um, If you keep writing for five years, 10 years, you will make it because everyone else would have quit by then. And I kind of feel like that's the way it was in writing and that's the way it is in business. I've had plenty of opportunities to quit and give up and decide this is too hard Yeah. because we've talked a lot, a lot about exciting stuff and yay, amazing and money. And uh, there's a lot of hardship that goes into building a business. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of sacrifice. Is it worth it? (laughs) A thousand million percent. I feel like I haven't worked a day in my life since 2000 and uh, 11, I want to say, um, that's pretty amazing. That was, um, (laughs) that was a long time ago and freedom is worth it. Now there's been times where people actually had to fight gun guns, freedom, you know, to actually, uh, a lot of blood was shed for our freedom. We get to now it's a much lesser of a fight, but it is still a fight of the freedom to, use the one life we have to do something that's important to us mm-hmm. to not have to punch the clock. There was a time in this country where that really wasn't, I mean, most of my, the parents or grandparents, um, they probably left you with the mentality of like work because you have to, mm-hmm. we have the opportunity now to, to work because we have to, and because it means something to us. Uh, we have that choice, but it is the road less traveled by a ton. There's very few people and that's because it will beat you up before it rewards you. And I see the, the rewards on the other. I mean, I've experienced a lot of them and I see so much coming, but it wouldn't have come without a whole lot of sacrifice and a whole lot of tough decisions um, Mm -hmm. regarding not only the business, but you have to make sure you're on board with your spouse. You have to make sure that it's not destroying your family. You have to, um, there's so much you have to weigh. And I'm sure Seth, you have lots of stories here too, but, um, if you keep going and you have the right supporting cast, you, you can make it and the right supporting cast can be family. It can be an advisor, like know that you don't know it all, accept insert, seek out advice all the time. I've never stopped taking classes. I've never stopped, you know, 
people who just um, have poured in my life. Like I will keep, you know, asking them for advice throughout the the time because you can never arrive and um, go to the people who have that great advice throughout the journey and have that person you can go out and grab a drink with when things are hard to just encourage you to keep going. Mm-hmm. And Seth started this before we started recording, talking about some of the hardships we even experienced together in in business with certain clients and stuff like that. And it's like, it's great thinking about it in the past because it's gone and you're done. You've learned so much from it, but boy, right. it was hard in the moment. So keep yeah. going. Perseverance is everything. Love that. Uh, real quick, haven't asked this to anybody before, but what is uh, one of the hardest moments since you started the business and one of the most rewarding moments? <laughs> wow. Not the, not, the, not the stories, just the moments. Yeah. Hardest moment. Hardest moment, uh, the ones that are flashing in my mind right now, one is when I just remember um, email overload. Uh, so many responsibilities were coming to me that I, I literally just put my my head in my hands at my desk and it was at the end of the day and I had given everything I could and, and it was still coming in just, you know, more and more responsibilities that I couldn't keep up with. Um, that one sticks in my mind. Another one comes to my mind definitely the hardest is when, uh, my wife said, um, I just don't see you anymore. That, that cut probably the deepest that I've, I've ever experienced in my life that I had let uh, business. And this was a particular time when not only was the business growing, but I got a book contract, which I'd worked 10 years for. And the only reason I said yes was because I'd worked 10 years for it. A little that I know that I had a choice to make. I could choose two out of three business, um, writing or my marriage. And for a time there, it was those first two. And I didn't realize I was hurting my marriage. So that was probably the, the hardest point in my life. If those were the hardest moments, um, then some of the, the best moments would be, uh, I mean, my wife and I celebrating deals like to this day. I can't remember when it started, but I'll play cool in the game, celebrate good times. Every time I, I get a new deal, a new contract. It's true. I've been I play in your house I play it loud. My wife and I love to have dance parties. It's fun. It's just a blast. Um, this coming up uh, pretty soon in a few months, I'm going to be walking across the stage at ClickFunnels, which is just a marketing conference but they have this two comma club award where you basically your, your company generated a million dollars. That's going to feel really cool. Um, and then probably honestly, the, the, the most amazing moment was when we had our first team summit here, which you were at Seth mm-hmm. and uh, my own team, we did it for everyone put hey, what your team kind of thinks of you, what comes to mind um, and put it on a post note and put it on your back. And then we had to take them off and read them that probably was the most rewarding time I've had in this business because I was, I got to see a team that has rallied around this and built this company, not me. you know, I started it, but this team's built me and to, to see that they've been, tr- they've been treated well, that they have, um, that they've caught the vision that uh, hopefully I've done them right and help lead them in the right direction along the way. That was an amazing moment for me. Um, because it's not just about me and the clients we serve, but the team we're, we've built. I fully believe that the team that I've built is going to build the company, not me. It's, it's going to be yeah. my team. That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing those, those memories. And yeah, I agree. Those, that was a, that was a good time. 
and there's been lots of good times. So I really appreciate you joining us. And again, as I mentioned earlier, if you are somebody that has wanted to write a book, um, then get in touch with them. They, they make it so easy and have really built a process that makes it super easy for people who, you know, you have a book inside of you, you just don't really know what is next and how to make that happen. And then the way that I've talked about what you do is I think that a book can be advantageous for any business. But if you're somebody that sees any form of public speaking, consulting, um, or coaching in your future, then it's a no brainer, a book. You, you just, you need to have several books out and Caleb and his team can make that happen for you. So we'll link to, uh, your company. Is there any specific, uh, offer or anything that you guys want us to point to, or what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? You know, just uh, sermontobook.com, speakittobook.com. Those are the best ones. Both, you know, there's tons of information where you can learn about us on there. Uh, but ultimately, we're going to invite you onto a call with us, a breakthrough call with Eric, who's our head of author acquisitions. And that's basically a, if Speak It to Book is right for you, if, if you're right for Speak It to Book, or if Sermon to Book's right for you and you're right for Sermon to Book. So we really like to connect with our authors before we actually move forward. And we do that through phone calls. So lots of info on our websites. And then ultimately, we'd love to jump on a call with you. Awesome. That's great. Well, thank you so much. And I uh, hope that you have a wonderful day. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Seth, and everyone else there. I hope you, uh, you got some good nuggets from this. And now... At the sound of sounding really corny, story on. <laughs> oh, that is the first time someone's ever done that. <laughs> oh, that's great. This podcast was produced by Story On Media and Marketing, and our passion is helping small businesses use stories to grow their business. And we create a community that helps you do just that. So if you don't have the budget to hire a big agency, but you really want to learn how to navigate online marketing, how to tell better stories, and really how to build a brand that lasts, then our program, Success With Stories Elite, is for you. Every single week, we give you new trainings, content ideas, and content blueprints to make marketing with stories easy. To join our community, head over to www.successwithstories.com elite, or just click on the link in our show notes. Again, that's successwithstories.com elite. Have an awesome day and let us know what you loved about this episode by leaving a review on iTunes or your favorite podcasting platform. Thank you so much. My name is Seth Silvers and I will see you next time.